Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are for another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. And I could not be more excited to have a wonderful friend and colleague on today. We have Johnny Crockett Lopez coming to us from Houston, yes? Hey, yes. Good morning. Good afternoon. (laughs) Awesome. Yay. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Johnny and I were together couple months ago at uh, the SharePoint Saturday New York City uh, that was amazing. Tom Daly and crew put on a great event there. So we had a chance to chat a little bit and um, also go to a dueling piano bar. <laughs> that you... was interesting. Yes, that was fun. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I don't know. I'm like trying to think about how long we've known each other. It's been a while. It's I don't even it's know. Been about, I think three plus years. Yeah, three, maybe four years. Yeah, yeah it's, been a, it's been a good while. Yeah, three or four years. And so you are currently working at, and we just talked about this, Slumberger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I pronounced it correctly. Yes, Slumberger. Um, Slumberger. Um, yeah. And when well, you, tell everybody what you do there. Yeah, so at Slumberger, um, which is a oil and gas services company that spans over about um, 185 countries and has over 100,000 employees, um, I am an Office 365 and SharePoint um, architect slash engineer slash evangelist slash just doer. Um, I I focus mostly on the Office 365 suite of things. Um, I come from a SharePoint background. And I also manage the power platform here at um, Slumberjay. So, wow, that's amazing. And and slash, <laughs> you're an awesome, sweet person. So let's put that in there too. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. And so you know, you are looking at you know, obviously knowing you a little bit and getting to know you over the last bit. But you've also like you you've really been in the either oil and gas or energy world forever. Yeah. I have over 10 years of experience with oil and gas energy, um, and then also some experience in the military. Yes. Thank you for your service, by the way. Thank you. Navy. You're welcome. Is that in the Navy, My right? Yes. Yes. I was in the Navy for 10 years, um, wow. collectively some active duty and some reserve. I served on two aircraft carriers, the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower and the USS Nimitz. Wow. Um, I've been on two deployments, and uh, I was actually an electrician. Oh. in the um in the navy on the aircraft carriers wow that's amazing i've been on the midway down here in san diego before and they're just they're so big and crazy and amazing and just uh, yeah wow how was that what was that like it, it's a floating city 5500 yeah. um people on okay. a ship wow. um and um there's it's just it's 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 just amazing uh watching the, the planes fly off and land on on the aircraft and watching the helicopters go to and from and it, sure. it's just amazing on the amount of um manpower it takes to run these ships yeah. uh, you get three square meals a day mm-hmm. um and then they also have you know hot dog bars and different types <laughs> of things so the food is kind of different because they they cook for bulk i think that's my biggest experience with the food yeah. um you know you, you can't just go dine out and right. you know eat those, those fancy dinners every night you had to get what was get uh served so right. it, it was um 
Wow, that's yep. amazing. And do, I, I don't know enough about this, but as far as the other two aircraft carriers, do they deploy out of the same places all the time? Like, are they like they have like their place, and then you get deployed from there, or do they move around a bit? Yeah, so this home ports, um, I think they relocate the home ports probably every five to ten years okay. um, from an aircraft carrier's perspective. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I haven't been on a, an aircraft carrier that moved their home port, but I know like the Nimitz has gone from San Diego to Seattle. You know, could right. go sometimes on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on it depends on what's needed by the country. Yeah, yeah, and the missions that are happening. Now that makes sense. Wow, that's such a cool experience, um, and I know that. You and I share a, a, a bit of community leadership in that, you know, I work here in Los Angeles on a lot of things, our SharePoint Saturday and our user group. And you've been the head of the SharePoint Saturday and the user group for a long time in Houston. How, how have you seen that grow from the time you sort of took things over? It's had its ups and downs. Yeah. Um, when SharePoint was really popping, you know, mm. in the uh, late 2000s and, early, you know, 2010 time frame yeah um we had we would get anywhere between 100 and 150 per uh session um which is 150 people each month so we right. meet on the third wednesday of each month mm-hmm. at the microsoft center here in houston yep. um it's grown it's gone down it's gone we're about 60 to 70 people um so it we renamed ourselves last year uh we used to be called the houston sharepoint user group now we are the uh, Houston Office 365 community. Yeah. So we just went from a user group to more of a community-based yep. focus where we can um, we have a more wider range of um, technologies that we can speak about. Yeah, I, I think everybody, like a lot of us who are in in this, you know, work who have been involved in user groups or the SharePoint Saturdays, are feeling that too, right? You like SharePoint still as wonderful as it's ever been and going like gangbusters. But I think obviously with the onset of Microsoft Teams and some of the other technologies and just Office 365 in general as a productivity technology platform, it it makes sense, right? The brand is so strong for SharePoint though, right? And the community is so strong. It's kind of hard to go there, but I think that people are making that transition, you know, a lot of the different user groups. Absolutely, SharePoint is definitely has a strong brand. It's, a, it's pretty much the you know the backbone to a lot of things like Teams and OneDrive and, yep. and those different types of technology. So um, definitely, there's a, a user there's a user presence there, a technology yeah. presence. But because of the larger ecosystem of Office 365 and yeah. Azure and Power yeah. Platform, right? Um, you know, it's, it's just going to be uh, you, you got to keep SharePoint in there. So yeah, uh, we also changed SharePoint Saturday. Um, it's AKA SharePoint Saturday, but <laughs> um, it's the Houston Office 365 Saturday. So gotcha. we've we've brought in more. Uh, we bring in about 10 to 15 Microsoft MVPs from across the country, sometimes across the world. Yep. And we have about five Microsoft speakers that usually speak at our mm-hmm. our um, event. That's cool. So and then. Yeah, and we try to get some local up-and-coming speakers. I always save spl- uh, slots for them. Yeah. Um, because we all, we've all started from somewhere. Yep. Um, and, you know, we have to make sure that we're getting fresh faces and, and yeah. fresh topics in um, the community to, to pre- present um, to our user base here in Houston. Yeah, I believe in that, too. I think that's super important. I, I, we worked on this year for ours, because ours is coming up September 28th. Um, and Oh, my gosh, I can't even believe it in, like, two weeks. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Or, like, less than that. And, uh, uh, like, kind of even a more, like, one-on-one track, you know? Because I think sometimes we forget that, that 
you know, we may have been doing this. I mean, I, I, I realize it's been 18 years for me since I started on the team way back in Redmond, you know, when it was called the code name and all of that. But there's still people that are new to this and haven't had, you know, all the experience. And so, like, having some more of those 101 tracks and or first-time speakers giving those, I love that, too. I love that you're doing that. That's super cool. Um, oh, I have a question. So when – I know you, you're a beautiful speaker, by the way. I love your sessions. Thank you're you. so wonderful at all of that. And what was your – do you remember what was your first speaking? And it could be in the tech space or wherever, but when did you, like, step on the stage for the first time? Do you remember? Yeah, so I actually did a share conference. I don't know if you remember Oh, yeah, share. of course. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So, yeah, my first speaking was a share conference. I want to say it was back in like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Ducks, yep. Raymond uh-huh. um during that time. And, you know, since then we've always stayed in touch and become, you know, friends in the, the community as well. Right. So um, I think it was a, that was the first time I spoke. And it was about SharePoint. So I did a lot of SharePoint training back um, in oil and gas, so doing a lot of um, how to use SharePoint, when to use it, you know, building lists, building libraries, SharePoint sites, permissions, right. you know, the whole gamut of SharePoint 2010, uh, 2007, 2010, and then 2016, um, and 2013, and 2019, and whatever flavor they come out with next. <laughs> yep. um, and that's my passion. My passion is, you know, educating and helping people uh, become more proficient in the technology to better. Um, their workload or better their lives in general. So, um, and that's why I do this. Right. Yeah, no, that's totally awesome. Yeah, and you were just at uh, SP TechCon too, right? I was. I did a couple sessions, a couple workshops. I did two workshops and I did a session. Um, I've been doing a lot more of around Microsoft Search. Uh, Mm. I think it's a really good technology that could help um, tremendously improve search uh, in organizations. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I love that show. I, it's, you know, it's like I, remembering when all of these things happened, you know, when first started, it was, you know, it was like SharePoint TechCon and SP Fest, you know, and I think, gosh, it was like some of the, even the E2.0 and some of those things, you know, and like to see them have blossomed into what they are is super cool and that they're still around, you know, and that they're still drawing people. It's pretty cool. I have a question about your hashtag, learn it all versus know it all. Where did that come from? And will you talk a little bit about that? I think that's so awesome. Absolutely. So I stole this from someone else. Um, <laughs> this was a speaker at, um, uh, it was, I can't remember exactly who it was, but she was talking about the learning all mentality versus the know it all mentality. And I think it's very important, um, especially in today's technology with the combination of, you know, you have a lot more IT pros that, slash business analyst slash I need to work with a business to get a, a, a common task done. Right. So you, you see more personality in IT than you did 10, 20 years ago. Yep. Um, so I think it's very important to learn it all. So you, you're always learning. So once you stop learning is when you, you, you start turning stale. Um, instead of having the know-it-all mentality where you walk into a room and you just, you know, you, you just think you know everything and it, it just becomes a very... Uh, a very difficult situation, you know, with other people as well. So always willing to learn, always wanting to learn. Um, and it makes it a, a lot easier to work with people when you're constantly learning with them mm-hmm. and it builds rapport, right? So if you can learn something from them, they feel empowered. And that's the other thing is you want to empower people. You want to make them feel um, like they're they're contributing just as much as you are. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it, it's about 
empowerment and value, right? And I, I, it's funny, I, I giggled because I use the hashtag always learning a lot as well. And I was like, oh, couple, you know, like great minds, peas in a pod. So <laughs> I was like, that's super cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I, li- I like that. I just, I just gravitate towards it because that's my personality. Like I'm always, yeah. um, you know, always looking to learn something, whether it's uh, SharePoint, more SharePoint or Power Apps, Flow, you know, those different types yeah. of things, or just learning about the business. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, and um, you, so tell me about, let's go back, let's go way back to the way back, like in the station wagon, which uh, Millennials, the station oh, wagon yeah. is a very large car that we all used to ride in the way back facing out, which was, I don't know, kind of silly if you think about it, because <laughs> when you put the kids back there and it's like, well, if you get rear-ended, that's trouble. But anyway, <laughs> like, like your way back, like where, are you, where are you, talk about where you're from and where you came up and all that fun stuff. So I came, um, I actually started out as a user. So one day, um, many moons ago, I guess yeah. it was about oh, 10 plus years ago, uh-huh. uh, we had this thing called SharePoint 2003. Yep. And uh, the, I actually learned it in the military. So we would use this to, to manage some of the, uh, kind of like our standard operating procedures or okay. task work orders uh-huh. in SharePoint. So I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. I like this. Um, so I started doing, you know, started learning it, started doing more research. And then I got interested in like, hey, there's a, a free training for learning how to be an administrator oh. on SharePoint 2003. Gotcha. So the CBT, the military provided, uh, it was like a 10 hour, you know, self-paced course, mm-hmm. took it, passed it, got that badge, and just from there just decided I want, this is, this is what I wanted to do in my career. Um, I was already going to school for business information systems, so I kind of had the business savvy uh, and then also a little bit of IT, so I decided just to go full-fledged, hey, I'm going to start my way through working as a user to a business analyst, to an uh, administrator, to an IT pro, to architect, and that's kind of where I come from. So um, I started at SharePoint 2003, so and I've kind of grew, grew up with the evolution of SharePoint okay. and how yeah. it, it's helped and how it's hurt and how it's, you know, <laughs> come in between. So right. um, very good platform. I think it's very... Uh, very collaborative and, and uh, user-friendly as, um, as we can see it. Yeah, absolutely. And so you're a busy fella. You run around and, you know, do all these speaking engagements. You obviously have a full-time job. And I love seeing on Facebook all your pictures of your, your sweet breakfast crew a lot of the times and, and all yeah. of that. So how do you balance being a dad and doing all this all this amazing stuff that you do, you know, not only to get paid for it, but for free and all of that. What's your balance? How do you do that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, because, you know, managing the, the user group and the, 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 the SharePoint Saturday, and then I also uh, operate, I'm a co-owner for the Houston Power Apps and Flow user group. Oh, wow. Helping them get started. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you know what? I surround myself with good people. Um, yeah. You know, we have a good, a good support crew, um, not only from um, – a, a community perspective, but also from my home life. Um, you know, yeah. my I have two two beautiful kids of my own, mm. um, and then I have I foster my nephew oh, wow. full time. Uh-huh. So um, it, it, it's, it can be challenging sometimes, but it, there's, there's a lot of a lot of late nights. So yep. kids go to bed at eight. You know, <laughs> I, I plug in and and get some stuff done in the evening time or you know early morning. Those different types of things. But it I always find a good work-life balance. I don't work yeah. too much. 
I want to focus on family. I'm to that point in my career where I really want to focus on my family. My my son's four. Mm. My daughter's going to be seven. Okay. Losing her second front tooth. So <laughs> I, I want to make sure that I'm there for those memories and there for their pickups at school and drops off and those different types of things because I'm heavily involved. I love family, very family oriented. Yeah. I think I look at the community as a family as well. Yep. Um, you know, so uh, I, I really make time for that and, and to make sure that, um, yes, there's work on the desk, but at the end of the day, that work's going to be there when you get to the next day. Yeah. Um, and it's not as critical as time with your family. Absolutely. I think that's a thing I, I love about our, our SharePoint community, our Microsoft community, and that, you know, we know each other. You know, it's it's not just that we, like, pop in and speak and take off or whatever, but that, you know, I actually know that you have kids because we're connected and we've talk, we talk about those things or, or, you know, when things happen and we need each other. Yeah, you know, I've seen that in my own community recently here with some things where people needed some support and I love that we feel brave and or vulnerable enough to say hey you know I need some help or could you give me a shout out or I just put all of this stuff together might you just hit the share button once or whatever it is you know what I mean and I I'm glad that that we have that and because not every place does you know not every place does yeah yeah and how and how is so you've been at um Schlumberger for I, I kind of just want to say that word over and over because it sounds so fun in the <laughs> mouth but um you've been there almost a year yeah how like is that it's a big company right it's huge yeah yeah um I, you know I really like working for the larger organizations but I also like working for the mom and pops mm-hmm. um has been really good to me as far as allowing me to advance in my in my personal and also my career growth yeah um and that's really hard to find so you know when you go to interview for a company and you go work for a company they're evaluating you but you should also evaluate that company yeah um because of the fact that this is where you could potentially work for the rest of your career mm-hmm. or this could be a learning um a stone for yourself to be able to um, move up and out and that's what i had to do early in my career i had to learn okay is this something that Yes, I could probably stay here for 20 years and just do the same job, but I, I, I needed to move up and out to, in order to, to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. And, you know, I've worked for, you know, a few oil and gas companies, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Halliburton and Anadarko, which is now Oxy, right. um, and, you know, Energy Transfer, large pipeline company. And I've been in management um, from manager to director and those different types of things. But, you know, I really have passion for that daily contributor kind of architect uh, role. Yeah. And again, this company has allowed me to do that and allowed me to grow and and just be more productive in my career and have a family life. And that's what I look for. And that's what I've been looking for the last, you know, five eight plus years. Yeah. Um, to be able to do those types of things. So, yeah. Um, and I, yep. lo- I love it when companies connect that sort of trust-based, positive culture into you know of course we all you know we all need to work and pay for our lives and all of that stuff but it it also it's like when it's a good place to work we spend what a third of our lives at work and if and if they're actively creating programs and or just trying to connect people on a larger level i love that it's nice to hear that a company that big does that sort of thing for you that's super cool because that's not always the case (laughs) you know yeah do you um do you find that uh let's talk about texas for a minute 
Um, I yeah. I lived in Texas for a little while. Um, I lived in Dallas for three years when my ex-husband was in grad school. And um, it was interesting because coming from, I was from the Midwest and then spent a lot of time on the West Coast, which is all very, you know, kind of crunchy and, you know, uh, like <laughs> all of that. And, and then living in Texas, I was just like, wow, everything's so big here. Like everything's big, big cars, big hair, big teeth, big ideas, big, big, big. And uh, you're a Texan. You you're you're from Houston, right? Originally, that's yes. your hometown. Yes. Yeah. What's what's Texas like for everybody? I mean, like, what's your where's your heart about that? Yeah. So um, you know, I was born and raised in Texas. Uh, born and raised in Houston. Um, I've lived outside of Texas for mm. a number of years. You know, being in the military yeah. and kind of traveling a little bit. Sure. Um, Texas is you know it's my home. It's a great place to be for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the state and the communities take care of each other. I mean, as you see in the news, yeah. you know, we, there we have natural disasters like hurricanes, like just like you guys have, you know, the earthquakes yeah. um, and mudslides and fires. You know, we we also have that that the, that disaster here. But there's a really good community. It comes together. Um, you know, we're Houston is the fourth largest city. I think I think it's fourth, maybe third now. Yes. Um, the largest yeah. city in the country is growing. So I think at one point in time there was a thousand people a week coming to Houston. Um, wow. Each each week, and yeah, it, the growth here is just tremendous. Um, but you know, it's 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 historic too, as well. So mm-hmm. I can drive three hours anywhere in the state and and see history, yeah. um, and be part of it. Be at the Alamo in San Antonio. Yeah. Go to the Hill Country, uh, you know, in in Austin, um, and go up to Dallas, and you know, look at and hey, the Cowboys are up there, right? right. So, um, <laughs> Go down to Corpus, and we have we we have the Battleship of Texas that's still there for now. Right. It's supposed to be moving in November, but there's so much history here, and it's so much culture, and, it, and it's diversity, and I really enjoy that about Texas. I've been to other places, and I've lived in the Midwest. I lived up in Michigan. I lived in near Virginia, mm-hmm. um, in Chicago. I've been on the East Coast. I actually played um, baseball on the East Coast in San Diego for a while. Oh, yeah. um, it's just. You know, it's just a home. You know, you you yeah. get rooted and you get grounded, and um, yeah, you can drive in Houston for an hour and still be in Houston. But it's, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's very true. So, um, it, it's it's very nice. Uh, you know, I have family here, so my mom's here. Oh, nice. um, siblings live here. Uh, you know, cousins um, out the woodworks. But uh, so it, it's very again, it's just diverse, and I really enjoy Texas and, and being yeah. here in Houston. Yeah, I love that too. I, 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 we did a bunch of sort of day trips and different things out to different places, and I've I've been to a lot of Texas, a lot of cities in Texas. And you're I, you're right, the the history part of it is so grand and so cool. I definitely love that about the state. But yeah, driving in Texas, you're just like when I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm like, and I'm still here, and it's eight hours later. You know, it's just like it's so big. It's so awesome. Yeah, and I you know, I remember in 2005 when Katrina happened, when, um, yeah. you know, so many people, you know, lots of people stayed in New Orleans, but lots of people did leave. And, and, and Houston was a city that really embraced people and said, you know what, Groovy, come on, you know, and that was really yep. cool. Um, yeah, how is the, as far as, you know, having, I know that there's been many hurricanes, but the last one, um, how is recovery going for all y'all there? I think we're pretty much um, recovered from a point. I, uh, Houston has a lot of flooding that yeah. that happens when we get dumped on rain. Right. Um, so in the last the last year or so, it's not really you know we're not really worried about the hurricanes. Is we've had 
um, downpours that just kind of flood the city because we're growing so fast and it's a concrete, you know, city. So yep. um, there's there's nowhere to go with the water. So right. wow. we we tend to flood a little easier. But uh, I, I think the recovery is great. I think the economy is strong here in Houston. Only you know the barrel, the price of the barrel. Um, runs Houston, <laughs> so because yeah, sure. we're we're an oil city, so yep. uh, I think that's been that price of the barrel has been at a good midpoint where mm. it, it's it's thriving for everyone. Um, yeah, there's lots of companies moving here. Mm. Um, big, you know, we had Chevron and Schlumberger yeah. uh, Occidental. Uh, we have a large uh, presence here. Uh, even for, from a financial perspective, um, there's you know hospitals. There's lots of hospitals here for right. for um, you know cancer patients, burn patients, and uh-huh. stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, definitely have a, a, a huge um, hub here at Houston. Yeah. And we have two airports. Right. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of good food. I love that Montrose area of Houston. It's very colorful yeah. and also a lot of good food. <laughs> I tend to kind of hang yeah. out there when I've come to the city before and visited <laughs> friends. It's kind of fun. That's awesome. Um, so with what you're doing in oil and gas and, and all the, you know, you you're you know, you, you mentioned search. Is there anything else that you feel right now is sort of that top of mind tipping point for companies as far as technology goes that you're seeing maybe a trend of like, oh, you know, everybody's doing this or everybody should be doing that or that sort of thing. Is there anything that pops up besides the search? You know, Microsoft Teams is, uh, Microsoft's pushing Microsoft Teams. Uh, yeah. Tremendously, right? So you, you're going to see a growth in collaboration, but also you're going to see a growth in support on the infrastructure side. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say that, it's naming your day-to-day operations. Um, you know, our environment, we have probably 30,000 plus sites and it grows um, frequently because, of, you know, we add more groups, we had more teams, we had more Yant, we use Yammer as well. So uh, I think um, search is definitely a hot topic. Microsoft Teams would be up next, but the Power Platform is, is the main one that I, I see, um, especially here, is, is just getting so, so large. Um, you know, there's our numbers are just um, tremendous uh, of what we support right. uh, for 100,000 plus users. So we have you know a thousand apps probably created a week. Wow. Um, or yeah, it's it's amazing how quickly we're um, we're growing. So yeah, will you talk a little um, bit exactly like tell our listeners like what the Power Platform is and what that means? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So when you hear Power Apps, when you hear Microsoft Flow, when you hear Power BI. Um, the power platform is the the back end that kind of manages and runs those workloads. Mm-hmm. Um, so the power platform is are the is consist, comprised of those three things. Um, some people say logic apps and dynamics. Mm-hmm. Uh, dynamics is also part of the power platform, but it depends on how you consume it. Okay. Um, so that's being used as a way to enhance citizen development. So what that means is citizen developers, non-IT pros, can come in and quickly spin up an app, create a workflow for themselves uh, without the, the, the help of a developer or um, an IT organization. So it's empowering um, the, the business to be able to build their own um, uh, applications or, or workflows or reports and dashboards um, within a, a one area right. and be able to manage those, right? So yep. um, let's talk about governance. <laughs> so with governance, <laughs> let's talk about you it. Have, 
It's like about governance. Yeah. Yeah, it's the biggest elephant in the room all the time. Yes. So when you have that capability of empowering citizen developers, you also have to have governance around it. So, um, you know, data loss prevention policies, you have to make sure that your permissions are being set up where um, the you won't lose data, company data, because it's so easily to hook something up to a power app and potentially lose you know, the integrity of the data. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of things you have to think about. How many, who can create apps and who can create flows and there's limitations and licensing and all this other stuff that you have to think about. So, um, you know, definitely the, the power platform is something that um, can can benefit to the business and also the, the create more um, empowerment around creating solutions to solve business problems. Right. Yep, absolutely. And I see the hashtag power addicts all over the place all the time with tons of colleagues. And I know that you, I see that with you too. Will you talk about that and what that is and how people might be able to get involved with that? Yeah, so there's a t-shirt for that. Just yes. Let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the t-shirt, yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's not a, it's not a snowboard apparel, just to let you guys know that, because there's a... There is a, a Power Addicts uh, apparel oh, line. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's funny. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So Power Addicts is um, it's a bunch of power platform enthusiasts, right, or or evangelists that yeah. are that's creating um, buzz and um, educating folks and showcasing their work. So it's almost like what we're doing um, in SharePoint Saturday is like, hey, you have an idea, right. you put together a presentation, you can go to SharePoint, you can go to SharePoint Saturday and show what you did on this migration. Mm -hmm. um, that's what Power Addicts is. It's a small, you know, it's a group of folks that um, are coming together, just like a community from communities across communities um, that can showcase uh, anything from Power Apps, Flow, uh, Power BI. So it, it's a really nice. Uh, a community that's uh, built to again educate um, folks on the power platform. Right, awesome. So if if you're looking up hashtag Power Addicts on Twitter and other things, you can get involved that way. But because people are putting on different webinars and hangouts, and all, I, there was one uh, like on the third that was like, "Come to a Power Addicts hangout," and those obviously seem to happen a lot. I, I keep seeing yes. more and more. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, so that API guy dot tech slash power addicts, they host um they host the uh the hangout. Oh okay. Um, so it's a hangout once a month. Um I am not sure exactly when they meet, but they mm -hmm. I know they meet once a month. Okay. And um actually my colleague was on the previous month. Okay. Uh, with with a couple other folks, but they were talking about governance on um, Power Platform and all that good stuff. So, yeah. um, again, it, it's a, a good community if you want to um, talk about Power Power Apps Flow, get questions, or you want to hear what other people are doing. It's a really good community to be part of. Cool, yeah. Well, everybody, we'll make sure, and I'll get the information. I'll put it in the show notes for sure, so people can follow up on that. That's awesome. I have I have another question. So. I'm, I think, from our, the learn it all, know it all, and then my always learning, I'm kind of obsessed with, you know, digital literacy, learning paths, obviously that's what I do with Content Panda, but I also do it in conjunction with just marketing and how do we, again, create those positive, productive places to work. Um, I'm curious what you think about as far as, 
you know, you obviously work in this every single day and you've come up, you know, working on it for a long time. Um, do you feel that it's, you know, to really get in one to keep up, I'm going to ask you 14 questions in one. So hang on, um, to, to, <laughs> to keep up with everything that's happening. And then also for somebody who's trying to get ahead on learning, is it about like, go take classes, go do that, or just go get a job, learn on the job, or is it a combination of all things? I don't know. What do you think that learning path or a learning path looks like, or what's, what's worked for you? There you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, from a learning perspective, you know, uh, I'm no expert on, on training, but from my years of doing training and getting trained, you know, there's different types of people, right? You have your doers that need to kind of learn and and build. And you have people that can just watch a video and say, oh, I know how to do that and go do it. Mm -hmm. And then you also have the people that need a little bit of handholding and more courses. So I'm seeing a lot now that there's so much self-help out there right now um, that people are going out and doing it on their own, whether they're taking a class, whether they're doing it, you know, looking at uh, Daniel Christian's uh, Power Apps, you know, yep. videos on right. YouTube or, or Shane Young's power app videos on YouTube yep. or going and taking the traditional class, um, you know, or, you know, Pluralsight, those, you know, yep. Wonder Laura stuff. Yeah. Um, there's so much in the, even Content Panda, yep. you know, take, how about we, we build this cool intranet or this collaborative space. How can I get contextual hints on my screen to help the users get where they need to go? Yeah. Right. So, and, and, you know, it's really was a lot of mixtures of a bunch so yeah but it depends too as well like it depends on where the organization's journey mm-hmm. is in office 365 so if they're early in their journey um they might bring in some people to help training they might buy a training platform yep. you know like brainstorm yeah um houses all the office training for them yep. um it can track that stuff or them you know content panel that can help out as well um so it just depends on where they're at in their journey and yeah. this organization is all self and helping each other. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I don't have an office. Um, I sit in an open cube area. Oh, People okay. will walk by and see me sit at my desk and come ask me a question. Right. Um, it's just because, you know, they, we help each other. And yeah. I, I've done the same thing. I, I need to flow to pull data from SQL and read the specific table and put it in the SharePoint list um, and be able to put some filtering on it well, I know this guy knows some really good OData querying, so let's go talk to him. So right. stuff like that. I mean, it's um, it's a community. And if you keep the community mentality in your organization, in your um, your user base, you yeah. you have um, a better success rate. Yeah, especially being trained. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no, totally. No, I agree with you. I, I also, it's like I. I love connecting with other people in the space, you know, that like I know the brainstorm folks and the story all ladies and the, you know, vitalist and we all sort of have come together under the auspices. Microsoft brought us together for the, that new learning pathways offering mm-hmm. that they put out, you know, and they brought us all together as partners and we've been sharing like, here's how we do what we're doing and how we're leveraging it and stuff. And I love that about it because you know, the, the world is big. There's a lot going on and there's, there's enough pie for everybody in my opinion, you know, and on the end user adoption level, like I love, you know, like the, we partner with combined knowledge, but I, you know, I was just in Australia with, um, lovely Debbie Ireland who does that kind of stuff. And Daryl Webster who is from adopt and embrace and Sarah Hasse. And, and I go see a lot of the presentations, you know, cause I'm like, I talk on that. What are they talking about? And we're all very, 
close on at least the pillars and or like the 10 steps of XYZ to do it. And I love that we're kind of coming together more and more on that. And, you know, and then clients have the choice of, you know, it's like maybe I want somebody in my geography because it makes sense for it to be a New Zealand, New Zealand thing or whatever it is. Um, But yeah, I really, I am enjoying learning from the other colleagues and the other people who are building cool products, you know, and I, I like that. It doesn't seem like as competitive, I guess, maybe, or maybe that's just me or I don't look at it that way, but, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to, you have to know your competitors too, yeah, right? You totally. have to know, but uh, you know, every conference I go to, I sit, I, I, I will sit in sessions and sit there and like you said, listen to what they're saying, listen to what they're doing. Yeah. Um, even if I don't speak on this session, you know, yeah. or I go in a session, I, yeah, I spoke on that last week. I want to, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's always properly educating yourself. Um, and competition is good. It's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, as much as I would love to see Content Panda just like being every, everyone's intranet in the world, yep. you know, it, you know, there's, again, there's a piece of pie for everyone, right? Yeah, so agreed. Yeah, completely. Um, you know, that's just, you, you have the right attitude, and I think that's that's excellent. Yeah, thanks. I try. <laughs> for sure. Um, so, uh what is the one thing that you love doing that has nothing to do with your work? I, I love spending time with my kids. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think kids are our greatest investment. You know, some yeah. some folks, yes, they don't have kids. You know, they they find other investments. Mm-hmm. But I think when you have kids, that's your greatest investment, and it's shaping, um, helping shape their legacy and and coming up into the world to be prosperous and, and to yeah. be um, to make a difference right so yep. uh, that's that's one that's the most enjoyable thing that I do outside of work the second one would be um, would probably just be running going out for oh. a run at a different park right. uh, in Texas when it's 110 degrees you know I'm not going outside <laughs> I'm just saying I'm like to, I'm going from my office to my truck to my house to my in my house so right. um but it's yeah, you know, running. It's enjoyable for me. Um, I you know, it's a, it's a one way to disconnect from everything because yeah. being so busy, um, if you constantly stay connected, um, you know, gray hair start coming out of my beard, and uh, <laughs> I don't want that. Not yet. So, um, but yeah, it's just yeah. Um, you have to find a physical and a mental release to be healthy. Yeah. Um, and I think in order to be your the best you. You have to go find that mental and physical release. So when you when you when you're with your family or you come in the office, you can be the best you. Yeah, I agree. It's becoming I I give I've been giving a presentation about becoming the expert of yourself, and I, I was like I put that together, and there was some of it that's like, be hydrated, get outside, self care, you know, and and it's people are like I know that, and I'm like yeah, but do you do it? Right, and I think we all sometimes need reminders of those things. So that's I love that question. So thanks for answering that. Um, I'll I'll hit you up with my last one, and uh, it is uh, what in and I love sharing this with our with our listeners. So something that someone an experience, uh, whatever it comes to mind, but that's really sparked you. That was a real big force and an influence on where you are today and makes you who you are. So I can name I can name two people. Um, cool. For, for you know, especially those, and, and this is one of them is not a general person. It's one of those. Uh, it's the person that really took risk 
um, of hiring me at a young point in my career mm-hmm. and let me prove myself. Mm. And I've had a couple of those folks that did that. So um, as you know, grow, coming through your career as an intern or you're, you're a recent grad, you're a new hire, um, who's gonna give you that chance? So right. I've had a couple people that have given me that chance to prove myself and to sh- to sh- for me to show um, how I can you know, benefit what we're bringing to the table. Um, another one is a person, it's one of, it's my uncle. So in high school, um, I lived with one of my uncles up in Michigan. Mm. Um, and he really pushed me to become a better person, become a better athlete. Um, he really pushed me to, uh, become who I am today with hard work ethic and inspiration to not only make yourself better, but also make the people around you better. Yeah. That's awesome. I am from Michigan. I don't know if you knew that. I was born there. So, yeah. Go blue. Go blue. I know. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got go blue in my family, but I also have go Spartans. So, um, yeah. and then I have some that are that were boiler that popped down and were boilermakers too. But yeah, Michigan's a beautiful place. I was just there for my aunt's 80th birthday, and you know when we live in these big urban centers, um, you know here I'm in Los Angeles, you're in Houston, and and you don't have to go far afoot outside our cities to have big changes of the way people, you know, socioeconomically and all that stuff. And it's always really good for me to go visit my family and remember, you know, that I'm from a small town and the values and also just the struggles that happen there are different, you know, and I think we forget that sometimes living in our bubbles, me sitting here in, you know, Marina Del Rey looking at the boats or whatever, you know, and I, I, I love that, you know, and where were you in Michigan? I was actually, I, I graduated high school, class of uh, 2000, um, with about 70 people in Finville, Michigan. So if you're familiar with that, um, it's nor- it's south of Holland, Michigan, yeah. and north of Kalamazoo. Okay, gotcha. All right, I know where, I know yeah, where the... I, west side. Yeah, west side. And that Holland, Michigan is one of the coolest places in the world. It's oh, yes. With, yeah. with all of its windmills and everything. My grandfather actually created a windmill in the backyard we were in bay city michigan and he created a like working actual windmill because of holland michigan funnily enough wow yeah it was pretty cool well awesome well you're a love i love talking to you and and listening to you speak and talk about all this stuff i really appreciate you being on and sharing your story with everybody today it's great yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate the taking the time, and I uh, appreciate what you do as well in the community, and thank you for your contributions to, to making SharePoint great again, right? <laughs> <laughs> SharePoint's always been great, but, but you know, it can, uh, everything can always be better, right? Another level uh, on it, for sure. So, awesome. Well, That's right. Johnny, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay. So, and where am I going to see you next? Um, so Cincinnati is my next stop. Uh, I was going to do Los Angeles, but it just didn't work out yeah. with my schedule because I, I have my kids every other weekend. Yeah, we're sad, but um, we understand. So yes. Yeah, I, I'm always sad that I can't go to LA, but <laughs> uh, or San Diego, or you know Seattle, or yeah, anything like that. Um, totally. Um, so if I had, I signed up for Ignite. Um, mm. They sold out, so I'm on the wait list, just okay. like everyone else. Yep. Um, but I have Cincinnati. I'm thinking about doing um, San Juan if they have it. Yep. Um, and what other ones uh, I have on my list? I have to look at the SPS. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Absolutely. Are we, are we still are we still on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so if you are interested in SharePoint Saturdays, yeah, um, they're they're global. So if you go to s sam papa sam event dot org, um. You can find out when the next event is and the one close to, closest to you. 
Um, yeah. as, you, as we spoke, um, Los Angeles is uh, September 28th. Uh, we have Boston in October, Ottawa, Cincinnati, um, Denver. So I will be in Cincinnati next, and okay. I think that might wrap up my year. Um, I'm looking at Charlotte. Oh, yes. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. I think you're going to be in Charlotte? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Not sure. Okay. Yeah. So. So... Yeah, so I'm looking at Charlotte um, in December, but other than that, I think I'm done for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, and then San Francisco um, in 2020, in February 2020, um, SP TechCon will be in San Francisco uh, in February 2020. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Lots of opportunities to probably say hello and give you a hug, so yay. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Yes. All right, cool. Well, again, thank you for being on. And, folks, that was another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast. You can catch us on uh, iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play, all the normal wonderful places. And here is to another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere. Thanks, everybody. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.